Welcome back, Bible readers. Well, this week begins a three-week series through the life of Joseph. And this week, we have Tim Yates and Bill Blankenship that are going to be leading you through this three-week series in the life of Joseph. So in your reading for this week, you're going to be reading through, well, I guess the entirety of the series, you're going to be reading through Genesis 37 through 50. Now this week, they're going to start with just a portion of that and talk through the life of Joseph with you. So they're going to be your guides. Um, They're going to share insights, uh, share details, pull out things from the text that maybe you haven't seen, make some observations, good applications. They're going to be your guides as they lead you through that specific text. Now they're also going to be making sure to highlight things about Jesus because remember our theme for the entire year is simply Jesus. So there are a lot of similarities between Joseph and Jesus and they're going to pull some of those things out as they work through this text. So this series of Rooted is going to go for the next three weeks. They're going to be the ones who are going to be your host. Now looking forward beyond this point as we get done with this three-week series in the life of Joseph we're going to be starting in the end of March some readings that lead right up to Easter so we have all that planned coming up in the next month all right now don't forget if you have any questions at all about your Bible reading what you're reading through send them to Bible reading at lmbc.org and we will either answer you via email um, or we might actually uh, answer the question uh, via live on the podcast. So today starts a three-week series in the life of Joseph. So let's join Brother Tim and let's join Brother Bill as they work through the text. Good morning, Brother Tim. Good morning. Good to be with you this morning. And uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Genesis and uh, uh, chapters uh, 37 up to uh, 42. But uh, while you read these things, there's a lot of things we need to keep in, in mind. And uh, my, one thing that I thought of whenever that I began my study there with these particular scriptures for this week was uh, the fact that Moses was the author of, of Genesis and also the other four or five, uh, the five uh, Bibles or books of the Bible in the beginning. Uh, it's interesting, I thought it was interesting, Brother Tim, to see that... Uh, uh, Moses wrote uh, the other four books uh, out of experience. I mean, he was born, he experienced these things, and he wrote out of experience. But Genesis, he hadn't been born yet. Right. And so here he is writing uh, in the book of Genesis these things that had been taking place. And, and I thought it was very interesting to note that there was about 25% or about a quarter of the book of Genesis is dedicated to Joseph. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So I kind of did a little research back to why 25%. And I could just imagine that it's probably because that uh, uh, Jochebed, uh, jo- or Moses' mother, uh, had him for a, just a few short years. And I believe that she probably taught him everything about Joseph. Because, see, she lived through some of these events uh, that we're talking about from Joseph and coming down to Egypt and and being raised there. And and then having Moses uh, and her and her husband decided to have a child, even though it was in a difficult time, knowing that uh, he was to be killed, thrown into the Nile River and drowned. uh, But they saved him by putting him in a basket, putting him on the bulrushes in the river that he was supposed to drown in, and yet he was saved out of that river. Right. 
So I believe that uh, Jochebed probably taught uh, uh, Moses uh, all about Joseph and everything. This is where he learned a lot of this information, which I believe that he shared. Of course, we know the Holy Spirit guided and directed him uh, from the beginning all the way up to this point and, uh, and afterwards. But uh, that was something that I thought was kind of interesting. As I began the studies, I thought, well, what's the background here? How did Moses know about Joseph? Where, where did he get his information and so forth? And, and uh, I think it probably came through and by his mother. Absolutely. I don't know if there's anything special that you may have seen as you began your study. Was there? Well, I just jump right into to the text. Okay. Our scripture readings in chapter 37 on the, the life of Joseph, and the scripture tells us, mm -hmm. in a matter of fact, that that uh, Joseph bought, brought a bad report back to his father about his brothers, and. Uh, you can see the initial life of Joseph. He, he has some struggles here uh, with his relationships. And the story goes on to say that now Israel loved Joseph more than all than his children because he was the son of his old age. And so, you know, his dad didn't really help that, that relationship. No. Uh, but his brothers really, really didn't like him, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, so what do you think about that? Well, I, when I went back and looked at that, I saw, well, uh, these brothers that he was shepherding with happened to be the brothers of the slaves of Rachel and Leah. And, of course, they were kind of wild, wild dudes anyway, you know. So, uh, anyway, they didn't, they didn't care much for him. And, and so Joseph... When he came back, he gave the bad report of how they acted and what they did, and and so forth. And of course, that just made things, that just made things bad. Made things made, even worse. Made things it? bad. And well, the worst thing was that uh, Jacob loved him more, as you said, because he was the son of his old age. Plus, he was the son of Rachel, who right. was the one who Jacob truly loved. Yes. That was his true love. That's who he really cared for. He wanted her first and ended up with Leah because of a trickery that went on in, there with uh, Laban. But uh, uh, he loved Joseph because he was uh, born of his old age and yeah. everything. And he made that coat of many colors for him. Yeah, uh. yeah. yeah. the scripture says that uh, when it tells us that his father loved him more than all his brothers, the scripture says that those brothers, they, they hated him and they could not speak peaceably to him. And, and the Bible says that even when Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. So there's some real tension in the household with his brothers yeah. and uh, Jacob, Israel really didn't uh, help the matter with uh, you know Joseph being his favorite child. Absolutely. And you and I see that as pastors. We see sometimes where parents make mistakes and they favor children over the other. And, and yeah. certainly that's, uh, that's a difficult thing. And uh, what do you think about that? Well, I tell you, <laughs> you can have a dozen kids and they'll all be different. Right. They all have their own personalities. And so you do, you don't love them more, but you love them differently right? because of who they are. They're right. a, a unique individual. And so you love them differently than you. Uh, 
Uh, I know in growing up with, a, with an older sister <laughs> that uh, uh, she would kind of do things that didn't please my parents, and she would get in some trouble. And I watched that, and I thought, well, I'd better not do that, you know, because I might get in trouble. <laughs> and because of that, she seemed to think my parents cared more for me than they did for her because I just didn't do the things she did. And so uh, that's how these things get started, you know, that parent, they, children think certain uh, parents uh, favor certain children or siblings. Yep. And, uh, and, and then he that was starts, the youngest. And he's, that starts creating youngest. problems. Yeah. That's, and and <laughs> I also noticed in this, it seemed like Joseph uh, just kind of agged that on a little bit too. You know, they couldn't speak favorably to him. Uh, they were all time speaking down to him. <laughs> Uh, and yet he just continued to share things that just kind of promoted that, you know. Right. And, of course, then he has this dream, as you were talking about. He has this dream. And uh, it, it alludes to the fact that these older brothers were going to bow down to him. And, boy, did that just add more trouble. Add fuel to the, to the to, fire. Absolutely. It just didn't help that relationship. And uh, you're, are you the youngest? I'm the youngest. In your family? Yeah. I have two older sisters, so I'm the youngest. And, and when you think about it, when, when you parent, uh, you know, the youngest certainly has wiser and more experience. They've made some of their mistakes with our brothers and our, our sisters. Absolutely. But here, Joseph, I mean, it's, it's so overwhelming that mm. he favored uh, Joseph, that, that Jacob favored Joseph. And so there's some real civil, civil rivalry going on. And the, the Bible says that, uh, that Joseph reigned over them, the scripture says. He, he tells yeah. them about the dream. And it says, so you shall indeed reign over us. And then the Bible says, so they hated him even more, more. for his dreams and for his words. And then he dreamed a, another dream, and yeah. he tells his father about it, and then his father <laughs> rebukes. And so Joseph, uh, you know, he, his life begins kind of rocky. He has the, this a relationship problem with his father and his brothers. Verse 11 says, and his brothers envied him more, but his father kept the matter in his mind. And so we, we see that things are kind of rocky here in his, yeah. in his family life. I'm sure you've probably heard it. Your parents probably said, son, you're getting a little too big for your britches, yeah. aren't you? And I kind of imagine that Joseph felt that way about it, or uh, Jacob felt that way about Joseph, yeah. uh, that uh, he had that dream, and, and, the, and the dream alluded to the fact that the father, the mother, and the brothers were all going to bow to him, and that, right. that just didn't set well. Right. It just didn't sit well. Well, who do you think you are? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah so we, we definitely see some family tension here. Absolutely. Family struggles. And, uh, and that's in chapter 37. And, uh, and then, of course, his brothers conspire against him. And they, they first want to, to kill him. But then they, they changed their mind, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I think it was Reuben, wasn't it? That told him, says, "Well, don't kill him. You know, we don't want to have his blood on our hands." And right. said, "You know, we'll, uh, we'll just put him in this pit." Uh, of course, it was Reuben's thoughts that, "Well, I'll come back later and I'll get him out and let him go." Right. Uh, but in the meantime, some other things happened. Uh, uh, a band of 
uh, Ishmaelites came by and they said, oh, we'll just sell him. <laughs> we'll make some profit off of this and, and sold him. This is something that we see that is, it kind of uh, compares us to Jesus. Uh, the, the fact that they, they took him out and they sold him for 20 pieces of silver. And, of course, we know Jesus was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Yes. Uh, so we see a lot of uh, uh, topology in, in all of this. Uh, the typology is that he was sold, Jesus was sold. We see a lot of uh, similarities between uh, Joseph's life and Jesus. And, uh, and it's very interesting. And, so, and, and, and the other thing that I noticed in that, too, is that when... Jo uh, Jacob had sent Joseph out to see about his brothers. Uh, he left Shechem, and he was, uh, or he left the Hebron Valley, and he was going down to Shechem where the boys were supposed to be. And he got down there, and he found they weren't there. Right. So he asked, them. asked around, and they said, no, they've gone on down to Dothan, you know. So, and so he travels down to Dothan. So, I mean, we're looking at, you know, what... Uh, 50, 60, 65 miles that he had to travel to try to find his brothers. Yeah. And I thought, uh, you know, that's just, it's kind of like Jesus. Jesus left the portals of glory. He came, traveled to this earth yes. uh, just to find us. Amen. And, uh, but he he's endured and went to find his brothers. And, of course, then as he came, they saw him. They plotted, we'll kill him. And all these took place, and we find the same thing happened with Jesus. He comes to this earth seeking us that he might save us. Here they plotted to kill him. What, what special gift in the story uh, did Joseph or did Jacob give his son? He, he gave him a special coat, didn't he? He gave him a special coat, yeah. yeah. And uh, we see that those brothers took that coat and killed uh, an animal and put blood <laughs> yeah. on it and took it back and told his dad, hey, he must have got killed, yeah. you know. <laughs> and But in all, all along they had sold him. Yep. And uh, It's amazing how that these young men that even greed, yep. the, the, the text says in verse 27, they, they conspire. Uh, Judah said to his brothers, what profit yeah. is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood you know what profit yeah. and the scripture says in verse 27 come let us sell him to the ishmaelites and you know it, it's it's amazing greed can cause you to do some stupid things absolutely and here they they sold their own brother into slavery can you imagine mm. receiving that money spending that money you know having that money in your possession and uh, wow, uh, greed will cause you to do some really, really stupid things. You know, they must have, uh, they must have let this jealousy and, and uh, these feelings toward Joseph really mature in their lives yeah. to get to the point to where they despised him so yeah. much. It just got worse and worse. It says they envied him, then they hated him. him. And, uh, you know, uh, think about relationships in the life of Joseph and how it all began with his brothers and with his mother and father and how important relationships are. Absolutely. And, uh, well, as we go on into the text, uh, as brother Bill said, they took the coat, the tunic of many colors and they brought it to the father and they said, you know, that a wild beast has devoured him. So they invent this, outlandish lie 
in order to, you know, tell their father that this young son is is dead. Mm-hmm. And so one sin always kind of leads to the leads other. Leads to the other. You know, hate, envy, greed. And now here they tell this crazy lie to their, their father. And the Bible says that Jacob tore his clothes oh. and, and put on sackcloth on his waist and he mourned for his son. And the Bible says for, for, for many days. And, uh, well, and then the Midianites sold Joseph, mm-hmm. as you pick up the story, sold him to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh. And now we're, we're in chapter 38 as we go into the story. So... Well, in 38, chapter 38 actually is squeezed between, uh, of course, 37 and 39. But 38, I don't think is on our list. But 38 is a very interesting chapter. And (laughs) I mean, this has to do with, uh, uh, has to do with Judah and uh, Tamar. Yes, and uh, and it's very interesting. I would encourage you to read chapter thirty-eight and and to see how all of this deception and stuff just you know what goes around comes around, and we find that uh, this deception just keeps going and and there's trouble at every hand. It goes deeper and deeper. It goes deeper and deeper. And uh, Judah had had three sons, and he he found the first son a wife, and and he had done evil in the sight of God, and God took him. And so then the second son was to uh, raise up children with, with her for his brother. And he refused to do it. And so God was displeased with him and took him. And, yes. and uh, of course, Judah, he was afraid that the younger son was going to be killed too. <laughs> so uh, he, he tells uh, Tamar, go back to your father's house and just uh, act as a widow. You know, go ahead and be the widow. And, and whenever... Uh, you know, the, the third son gets old enough. He said, "Then you know he can raise up children to his yes. brothers." But he was afraid, and and he didn't have any intentions of really letting his younger son go to Tamar. But then right. uh, Tamar heard of him coming down. Uh, actually, Judah's uh, wife died, and so he was alone. He was coming down uh, take care of, uh, some sheep and stuff. And so Tamar heard about it. She goes down, she takes her widow's clothes off, puts on clothing that looks like a, uh, temple prostitute. Oh, harlot. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then he comes in propositions her and, and, uh, then after they have relations with, she finds that, uh, she is pregnant and it just goes on and on. Folks, you need to read that chapter. It's an interesting well, chapter. you know, the, the drama and the raw truth of Scripture, you know, the Bible uh, presents a story in all the details, all the all gory, gory details. details. Yes. And so we look at the, the relationship problems Joseph had, and then we see the story of Tamar. Then in chapter 39, mm-hmm. man, yeah. Joseph, now he's, he's gone, been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, uh, you know, bought him from the Ishmaelites. Mm-hmm. But I love verse number two. Uh, it, it, verse number two is just such an encouragement to me. Uh, the Bible says the Lord was with mm-hmm. Joseph and he mm-hmm. was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord had made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Yeah, you know, Joseph had some difficult problems. 
he, you know, was, was really done wrong. And, but we see that God was with him. Absolutely. God was fulfilling his story and completing his story. And uh, I, I love it where, where the scripture says the Lord was with Joseph. And it was so obvious that his master could see that God was all over his life and God made him prosper. I, I think sometimes we think whenever we prosper, it's because of what mean. we do. Yeah. But it is the Lord who makes us to prosper. I even think the New Testament even tells us everything we have, you have received from the hand of Almighty God. And 1 Corinthians says everything we have has come from the Lord. So verse number four, Joseph found favor in his sight, he served him, and then he was made overseer. Yeah, because of uh, his, the blessings that he brought upon Potiphar's house. Potiphar says, hey, I'm giving you everything. You're in charge of it all. Yeah. And uh, Potiphar could just kind of sit back and take his ease and just let him, yeah. just let him run the show, yeah. you know. God put him in that and position. Put him in that position. And, of course, uh, you know, sometimes we get put in positions uh, in our lives to where we also have some problems in those positions. And we have to be careful. Of course, Potiphar's wife kept her eye on him, yeah. said that he was a very handsome and well-built man. Yeah. And, uh, of course, she had her eyes on him, and she uh, she desired to have him. And, of course, you can read that story. You know all about it. You probably already know that story, most of you. But uh, and she did this for day after day after day. She she propositioned him, but, yeah. and then finally she got a hold of him, and and he just ran out of his coat and left. And and then here comes the lies again. Here comes the deception. That uh, she lies on him, says he tried to seduce her, and here here's proof. I've got his coat where he'd come into me and all this and. And it just brought a lot of problems into Joseph's life. He gets, he gets thrown into prison for it. The, the Bible says that, that Joseph was a, a handsome man, yeah. the text says. Yeah, well built. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, some, some scholars, I've heard them say that he, he looked just like his mother uh, because Rachel was his mother. You know, Leah, we know what the Bible says about her eyes, mm -hmm. but Period. the Bible says the exact same terminology, that he was beautiful that uh, he had this uh, glow in his face. And when you go back to chapter 29 of the book of Genesis uh, and read about Rachel, you know, he, he looked like his mother. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's amazing that you see these features. And, and because of this, well, his master's wife, the Bible says, she cast her eyes, eyes on Joseph. Mm -hmm. And so she began to eye him and watch him and saw him. And then she said, as Brother Bill mentioned, come and yeah. what? Lie. Come lie with me. Lie with me. And uh, the Bible says in verse 8, some powerful words. Mm. In verse number 8 where it says, but he refused. Yep. And... Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Brother Bill is reading from the Christian Standard Version. I'm reading from the New King James. How, how does verse number eight, how's it translated? Well, I said, but he refused. Look, he said to his master's wife, with me here, my master, or she said this, it, it, uh, yeah. and the master's wife said it, said, uh, with me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in his house. 
Wow, see, he had turned all that over to Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. And so he didn't concern himself with anything in the house. And, and, and he uh, has pulled all that he owes owns under under my authority and that's what joseph was telling him. he says no one in this house is greater than i am joseph said but he has withheld nothing from me except you yep and uh this was his this is potiphar's wife he says you you are off limits <laughs> and he says because you are his wife uh, so how could i do this immense evil and how could i sin Against God. Yes. Not only could I sin against my Powerful master, words. but how could I sin against God? Yeah. And read that text again. This is from the Christian standard, that last part of verse number nine. How can I do that? This well, he says, so how could I do this immense evil? Immense evil. Immense evil. Uh, the King James translates it great wickedness and mm -hmm. sin against God. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are strong descriptive words uh, I think sometimes we forget mm -hmm. that we live in a modern mm -hmm. contemporary society adultery is sin and here Joseph refused to go to his master's wife and mm -hmm. uh, the Bible says in verse number 10 so as he, so it was as she spoke to Joseph day after, after day, day after day that he did not heed her to lie with her, to, to, to be with her. Mm -hmm. And as Brother Bill says in verse number 12, what does your text say? She, she grabbed him by his garment and said, yeah. sleep with me. Yeah. So those are pretty strong yeah, words. Pretty strong words. She's yeah. getting desperate, it looks, sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think as one of the things uh, that... Uh, uh, I said in the beginning of uh, the podcast, whenever I said one of my things is I always like to put myself in those positions and, or in those stories and see, and I can just see how all this is transpiring and taking oh, place. And, oh, my. Yeah. So yeah. we're kind of well, running out of time, but we've, I find here that he was lied upon, and we look at the falsehoods that Jesus was placed under. Uh, we find that he was faithful to God. Because he said, I'll not sin against God. Jesus was faithful to, to do the Father's will. We see these comparisons of, of Joseph and Christ. And, and, uh, and then we can see how he was imprisoned. Joseph was imprisoned. Uh, we see that there was a cupbearer and there was a baker who had, uh, had been thrown into prison as well. And, and they had dreams. Joseph interpreted their dreams. The cupbearer was going to restore to his position in the, uh, w with the king. Uh, but uh, the baker was going to lose his head, and he did. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, whenever the cupbearer was uh, turned loose, he, Joseph told him, says, just for, remember me. I have been falsely accused, and I don't belong here. But he says, remember me. And uh, so we find that uh, he forgot about him. Yeah, isn't that the way it is with us a lot of times? Yeah. We forget. So. But as we, we press along, we want to take a look at uh, some of these other things. We know that Joseph's, uh, there was, uh, Herod had a, or Pharaoh had a, uh, had a dream, and, and finally the cupbearer remembered Joseph. Yeah. And he says, why not somebody can interpret that? So he brought him out, and he interpreted it. And I mean, it was God's timing. It was God's timing. You know, it it says that the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. 
Yeah. And I can imagine how discouraged because he made it a point. Please don't, you know, don't forget about me. Speak a good word on my behalf. And then certainly God brought this to pass and you bring that out so beautifully. And uh, he, he interprets uh, uh, he interprets the dreams of, uh, of Pharaoh. And, and so Pharaoh puts him in charge. He says, you, you're that wise, we put you in charge of everything in Egypt. And he'll say, there's seven years of plenty, and then there's going to be seven years of famine. During the seven years of plenty, he, he took in uh, uh, so much out of every, yes. uh, every gathering. And, and what he, a wise he, man. Oh, he just collected <laughs> exactly what was needed. God had impressed upon him, you need to collect this much for seven years it's coming up. And, and he did. And uh, so then we find the, the famine comes, and uh, we find that all of, all of the area was in famine. It couldn't grow anything. And then Jacob and his, and his family were suffering. They, he sends his sons down to Egypt to get some, uh, get some of the food. And, of course, Joseph recognizes them. And uh, they didn't recognize him, but Joseph recognized them. And then here he, he works up a plot in order to get more information. Yeah. Found out he had a younger brother. Yep. Hadn't, hadn't met him. And so he took care of uh, getting him down to Egypt so he could see him as well. So. I, I love what Pharaoh says uh, about Joseph. In verse 38 of chapter 41, Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? And God gave mm. uh, Joseph great wisdom, great insight into interpreting these dreams. God put the plan together in his heart, uh, collecting the money. And, hey, God blessed the wisdom of Joseph. Absolutely. And Pharaoh just simply was in position to, to receive that blessing. Uh, he, he says in verse number 39, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. Whoa, let me ask you something today. Are you living in the wisdom of God, seeing life from God's perspective? You know, are we in the scriptures? Um, my Joseph was a wise, spirit-filled man. And during those seven years of, of famine, during those seven years of plenty, he was storing up uh, that which God gave them. Let me share this, if I can. Uh, after that Joseph recognized his brothers, his brothers didn't recognize them, and he was sending them back, and he, he kept one of the brothers as a, as a prisoner uh, so that they would bring Benjamin down. He wanted to see Benjamin. And, but he gave them the, the, the grain and everything that they needed, but put their money back in their bags, yeah, in yeah, their sacks. Yeah. And it, the interesting part, what I wanted to share here was the fact that when they had traveled so far down the road and they opened up the bags and they was going to take out stuff to eat and everything, they, oh, they found their, you know, here's my, here's my silver. Here's my money. Here's my money, you know. It's been, and then they begin to question, says, and what did they say? They, they recognized, they recognized their wrongdoings from many years before. They said, obviously, we, have, we are being punished for what we did to our brother. Oh, be sure your sins will find you out. <laughs> and he said, we saw his deep distress when he pleaded with us, but we would not listen. Yes. And then they go over in and, 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 and verse, uh, uh, verse 28, 
He says, what is this that God has done to us? God didn't do it to them. They did it to themselves. That's right. (laughs) But God was bringing it all to fruition. The law of sowing and reaping is going to come to pass. And I love this part of the story, Brother Bill, um, as we bring out truths that Joseph is a type of Christ. The Bible says in verse 36 that Joseph was 30 years old Mm -hmm. when he began when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and, and we understand that Jesus began his public ministry, yes. was, uh, was, was baptized and began his public ministry at the age of, of 30. And there are so many similarities yeah. between Jesus and, and Joseph from, from all of the injustice that he faced the difficulty that he had with his brothers. Uh, There's some passages of Scripture uh, in the New Testament that tells us that Jesus had some real difficult with his own brothers. And uh, so the the similarities of of Christ-likeness in the life of Joseph. Yeah, we find comparisons there in Acts, you know, of of these things about Joseph and everything. Well, I think our time's about up, but uh, uh, we hope that you will just read these verses and that you will just get into really searching out and, and letting the Lord just uh, touch your heart. and Let the Holy Spirit just guide and direct you into a lot of the truths of what we have read. Uh, realize uh, that as these brothers had done what they did to Joseph, Joseph says, well, you meant it, uh, you know, you meant it for evil, but uh, God brought it out for good. And, and they obviously understood after a while that they were being punished for what they had done. So uh, read these things and look at them and apply them to your own life and grow in the Lord.